0: Shit.
1: What you giggling about, Mike?
0: Uh, nothing. This whole Matt Lauer thing. Did you hear about that?
1: Um, um, another? What's going on with yeah, that? He's another on the list,
2: apparently. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus uh,
0: Christ. Apparently <laughs> this motherfucker had a button under his desk that let him lock his door from the inside without getting up.
1: Whoa! What the... Whoa. <laughs> That's tight. Whoa! <laughs> he probably didn't use it for good purposes, but it's tight. <laughs> That's God crazy.
0: God. How many people have to be complicit for <laughs> it's Oh jeez.
1: Well, it, it. it's not like the guys who installed it, I mean, one, they probably just don't ask questions. But uh mm-hmm. two, it's not like the guys who installed it are thinking, Oh yeah, he's gonna use this for rape. I mean he might just <laughs> want to, he might just want to be left the fuck alone.
2: Hey buddy, you gonna use this to rape some girls? No, you don't use this to. for rape or murder because that's going to cost you extra
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh god funny uh,
1: that's good
0: it doesn't look like he actually raped anybody but he was definitely a big time sexual harassment
1: oh okay maybe he was just trying to hide his porn <laughs> Oh no,
0: he was definitely trying to lie,
1: girls. Well, here we go. Episode ninety-nine and the last episode of twenty seventeen. Coincidence? Nope. I wish I had something deep or profound to say, Um, but I don't. So yeah. Let me start this episode by apologizing to any of you, uh, clamp diehards who read the manga or watched the anime series. As far as I know, collectively, our only experience with, uh, X is this movie. I think I've seen, like, two or three episodes of the series and read one of the books called Intermezzo. I have no idea where it is in the story. Uh. But you read a book, not, not a, yeah. it's a, it's a manga, oh, Okay. but like, I know it's not named by volume. I want to say this is back uh, when a lot of the companies that were uh, translating this stuff would give each uh, volume a distinct title rather than a number.
0: I just want to ask right off the bat, was any of it good?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, what the limited experience I had with X outside of this? Yeah, um, it was okay. There wasn't really, I mean, like what the good I can say about the few episodes of the TV show as well as the uh, manga. Little, tiny bit of the manga I read is same good thing I can say about this, which is it's all very pretty. <sighs>
0: Does any of it ever make any sense?
1: Um, from is what there
0: I, a, is there a beginning somewhere?
1: From what I hear, um, the manga is actually really good, and you know, is a really deep and interesting story. Similar to the uh, the anime series, though, in the case of the anime series, there's a a episode zero of sorts. I think it sometimes gets listed as episode one. Do not watch it. Because it actually... I remember watching it being really confused. It actually felt a lot like this movie. (laughs) They tell you, like, way too much that, like, covers, like, way too much of the plot before you even get started. And, yeah. Yeah. But the series itself does have a proper, you know, beginning, and the little bits of experience I had with the series did help me with, like, the first 10 or 15 minutes of this. Um, yeah, this is, uh, not, not to jump too far ahead, but this is definitely one of those things that is, like, additional material for what it's based on, rather than a standalone thing, kind of like Advent Children and Final Fantasy VII. <laughs>
2: yeah watching the beginning of this felt like when I play an RPG that has a really complex story and then I stop playing for like a, a couple of weeks come back and that's what this movie felt like the mm-hmm. beginning of like what it was like giving it too much credit Well, you know,
1: <laughs> you know it's it's specifically Possibly. it's specifically coming back like after a year yeah, because is, like you you don't want to restart because you were like, Too close to the end of the game, but so so you play it, you beat a boss, you see a cutscene, and you're like, I have no idea what any of this was, and then you know you gotta you gotta face that harsh ass reality. You gotta start over. You gotta start over at disc one, even though you were at disc
2: three.
0: Is this like something that's actually happened to you guys? Was
2: it? Yeah, the game for me it has. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it
0: happens to me, but once I. Like play enough, it like comes back, and I'm just like, oh, okay, right.
1: Unfortunately, I actually did this to—I inflicted this on Joe once. Um, Joe, did you ever get around to playing Xenogears two and three?
2: Yeah, that—not uh, those two. I think. <laughs> yeah, now it's starting to come back to me. So yeah, with Xeno... The Xeno Saga or whatever. Yeah, I didn't get a yeah, chance Zeno to play saga, the other. Saga. That's it. I didn't get a chance to play the other two, but I had gotten pretty far into the first one, and and then, then I
1: accidentally deleted his save.
2: Yeah, because uh, I'm a
1: terrible human being.
2: <laughs> no, it, hap- it happened. How did you do that?
1: Um, well, he loaned me the game to kind of like test it out because he was like super hyped for it. And when I did my save, I accidentally saved over his.
2: Hmm. Yeah. And, like an idiot. And Xenosaga. <laughs> and Xenosaga is an RPG that is insanely like just there's like they give you an encyclopedia because there's so much information you mm-hmm. have to to learn about and understand and things to reference and in that kind of game, if you leave it and you try and come back to it, you will be so lost and confused it's, it's just, also hard it's very 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 hard <laughs> Joe, as,
1: as a matter of fact the part where i fell off at that game because i remember what the uh thumbnail for that level was or mm-hmm. I accidentally saved over yours i fell off at the exact same part you took a break and loaned the game to me at
2: yeah <laughs> yeah that's where things are getting weird yeah, that,
1: that's near the end it, it got weird and balls hard and there was at least one scene in there that was like kind of kind of really creepy kind of like really sketchy and skeezy
0: in the XenoSaga games
1: yeah, yeah. there's a yeah there's a character in there who has an odd obsession with another character unfortunately the obsessive character looks like a grown ass man and the character he's obsessed with looks like a child <laughs> Yeah, it's um, I'm um, sure
0: they didn't do that on purpose. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, yeah, it, it's it's it's
2: uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that that's a perfect example of how I kind of felt with this movie. It just mm-hmm. felt <laughs> Yeah.
0: Mm. Well, one thing I'll say about this movie is at least it didn't make me hate Japan. <laughs>
2: that's good. <laughs> uh,
1: that's speaking so of uh, creepy sketchy. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. There, uh, yeah. Yeah. This is isn't really any of
0: that. <laughs> hey mom, don't listen to this show. Mm-hmm. Uh she listened to an episode. Oh really? Which <laughs> one? And <laughs> then, and then messaged me about uh the baby arm thing. <laughs> 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 oh the hero could <laughs> It's, like, her cousin or something. It's her husband's, like, wife or something. I don't remember what she said. She was, like, scolding me, but then, like, admitted that it was funny or something like that. Oh,
1: God. (laughs) But, yeah. That's some drama for your ass right there.
0: Eh, not really drama. (laughs) No,
1: no, it's a fucking soap opera twist. They're actually related to you.
0: What? No, I I said that. You did? Yeah, oh, she's. I, 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 I like. That. I know who she is. She's like my mom's cousin's. Oh, like, okay. Uh, wife or something.
1: I didn't remember that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh shit!
1: <laughs> Damn. Um.
0: But yeah, hopefully she never listens to this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't we don't talk to them. Like I don't I don't know them at all, so oh, okay. I, I, I don't give do a shit. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just don't want my mom to hear when I say things like uh, the first five minutes of this show or of this this movie is oh, something yeah. I definitely paused to take a few minutes alone with
1: back <laughs> in the day. Just random boobies. Um. These, yeah, I, I don't know why she was topless in that scene. Cause it's she like, wasn't yeah. topless.
0: She was naked.
1: Well, well, I mean, yeah, but the boobs were prominent. Um, Like, I don't understand why boobs there. Um, X is a shoujo manga. The audience for it is predominantly female.
0: I mean, I kind of assumed that it was some kind of symbolic thing, because it seemed
1: like... I guess it, it would have to be.
0: You know, I kind of appreciated the beginning, even though it made no sense, like, the first 20, 25 minutes, because it felt like it was just all symbology. Oh, yeah. And and then when the plot happened, it just made it all worse.
1: Yeah, it seems like the more time you spend definitively in, like, weird-ass dreamscapes, the better off you are with this movie. Yeah. It's like, as as the movie goes on, they spend more and more time in actual reality, and I don't know if it makes less sense when they're in actual reality, so much as it's easier to accept the nonsensical element when you're literally in, like, a fictional world. Hmm.
2: Yeah. So... Can you explain to me what exactly was happening in this movie? Because I'm still a little, um, a little let me
1: try and explain. Well, <laughs> hold on before before we get into that, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let yeah. you loose,
2: Mike. But before we get into
1: that, let me just say to the audience that there's gonna be a lot of us trying to interpret shit. So yeah, if a... we get it horribly, brutally wrong, we aren't like mocking your beloved show or trying to be dickheads or anything. This is just you know readings based on Speaking people for yourself, who do the whole story. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, of course you don't give a shit. You're not the one who's going to have to answer to the angry otakus.
0: You're not having to answer to anybody.
1: <laughs> <sighs> don't... Just just let me dream. Let me
2: imagine. Someday. Someday. I just, I just want to know... because In this anime, there's all kinds of crazy things happening. All the things that Makeup's an anime that I would probably want to be interested in, but I'm just Mm -hmm. so confused.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is what I gathered, um, like, in between watching and, like, tindering. (laughs) Um, So there's a a guy. His name's Camway. He's the chosen one. Yeah. His mom Mm -hmm. is angry and is benevolent and also dead yeah. and
2: yeah, that's his a dynamite
0: combination and, and his girlfriend is dead too but she's also kind of alive and every once in a while some laser dragons come to destroy the earth Camway's <laughs> yeah, right. uh, mom uh, has to uh, She well, well she has the ability to stop it but she doesn't want to but she, she wants her, her uh, son's boyfriend to be uh, free, whatever that means. But she doesn't care if her planet explodes. That's fine, but as long as this girl is free. And then, uh, so Camway has to assemble a team. <laughs> and, uh, and one of them is his BFF. And the, the team is great. You got a schoolgirl... You got a a, a sassy guy. You got a smart guy in a trench coat. You got a. uh, Oh, the best is uh, my favorite is Karen, the club stripper. She's the best. And their powers are that they can fly and make swords, and they can uh, make big force fields. Now, the way these force fields work, Joe, (laughs) is that. They can, uh, they make the force field, and then whatever happens inside the force field, uh, does not happen when the force field goes away.
2: Uh, okay. And also,
0: and also the person who, uh, um, who made the force field, if they die, then the force field goes away. Um, hmm. let's see, what else? Oh. At some point, his BFF goes crazy and loses his mind, and uh, and starts thinking that he's Kamui, and he wants to like let the laser dragons destroy the planet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's also a, a like a fake ass Makoto Kusanagi that's like in love with a a big like cyberpunk looking robot machine, um, but that's that actually has nothing to do with anything and it's just <laughs> there for no reason oh man
1: kinda goes nowhere
0: and uh, so anyway uh eventually fake Camway kills Camway's entire team and then Camway cuts his best friend's head off and that's pretty metal <laughs> and he saved the world from being destroyed huh uh, and I guess his mom just goes back to being a mom, and his girlfriend stays dead. I think she dies again. Um, and then Camway lives happily ever after.
1: Who is it that you think is Camway's mom exactly?
0: <laughs> it's it's his mom, the the girl from, the lady from the beginning.
1: Yeah, um, once she kind of gives him that sword. She's gone. Are you thinking Cowboy's mom is that other lady that can move through dreams?
0: Um, I forgot about the dreams. (laughs) No, there's the the lady. That's his mom that's like she's like, I just want to make sure you're free to his girlfriend.
1: I don't remember that.
0: Yeah, she's also like, I could stop these dragons from blowing up the planet, but I'm not going to do
1: that. I are, Did I send you the wrong clip? I mean, I watched Joe, do you
2: remember any of that bit? Well, um Somebody all this sure
1: kind of yeah. mom disappears after that opening scene.
2: Was it a dream thing maybe?
0: No, there's all these scenes where she's like talking to the fucking the uh, Camway's girlfriend.
2: Let me think. I uh,
1: definitely don't remember any of that.
0: <laughs> when was the last time you watched this?
1: I just finished watching it. You're <laughs> you're thinking you're thinking that, that lady aligned with the dragons of Earth is his mom.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's his mom.
1: That's not his mom. That's his mom. That's not his mom.
0: That's his mom. She just put on clothes to trick you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was great <laughs> this is oh Ooh. man <laughs> <laughs> mm.
1: alright let me offer a reading where his mom is dead from the start <laughs> mm. Um, I don't, actually, I don't even know if I want to try and give this thing a serious reading after what Mike just did. You summed
2: it up pretty well.
1: I think that's kind of all we need outside of the bit of making the movie more confusing.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, did they, in the very beginning, did they come from some parallel universe or something? Where, where exactly do they come from? Like, I don't. Um, it, like it's just kind of dropped out of the sky. I, mean, I put this. Of...
1: Um, well, having seen a couple episodes of the, of the uh, series, um, things play out a lot more straightforward. It's a lot less dreamscapes. Mm. Um, so like the series itself actually starts with Kamui getting to Tokyo, being attacked, and then being approached by members of both the Dragons of Heaven and Earth. Um, it seemed like, like, uh, Fuma is mentioned in the few episodes I saw, but we're nowhere near this level of he's the other Kamui. I think by the end of the, I don't even think they mentioned the idea of there being two Kamuis. There's a good chunk of the story that's just the two forces trying to nab him, thinking he's key to winning. And... Then you get the plot line of, oh yeah, there's actually two, what directly in the fuck does that mean? And then finally Puma becomes the other one, I guess. <clears throat> hmm. But uh yeah, I think the whole the weird dream shit is uh in this movie is a way of covering a lot of information both like directly and symbolically over the hour and 40-minute time period. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. Maybe it's a little like, too much. Yeah, it's like, so this way you don't have to do separate scenes of, like, Tom, we talking with his mother and then another scene of her,
0: you know... I gotta say, he was a really boring character.
1: He... Mm. You know, I appreciated him here more than I appreciate... more than uh, in the series, because in the series... He's a fucking asshole.
2: <laughs> now
0: just, I want to read the
1: series. He's just like a like angry ass, bitter ass, shitty ass motherfucker. He
0: sounds um, like a badass. No, does he have a? Is he any facial hair?
1: No, no. This is Shoujo manga. He looks like a girl. Um, <laughs> I guess he's supposed to be a badass. He just seems like someone whose ass I'd really want to kick. Um, I don't know how far after his mom dying the story kind of, like, starts at. So maybe if that's what he's feeling shitty about, I can understand. Uh, His reasons for coming back to Tokyo are more or less the same. He's going back to check in on his friends, except in the series he's even shitty to them. He just kind of, like, shows up, helps them out when things try to attack him, and then they're like, you know, what's up, Kamui? He's like, fuck off, I'm going away now. I'll come back to save you, but I'll also come back to be really shitty. Yeah. <sighs> he sounds boring. He's boring <laughs> either way. It's just a. In, in the series, he seemed kind of infuriating. I don't know if um, it's better or worse in the manga.
0: <clears throat> it's hard to tell, because you always hate that kind of
1: character. I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I'm kind of I kind of don't care why people are shit to me I just want it to stop
0: it's a, it's, They're not being shit to you
1: Well, I guess as the reader trying to empathize with other characters yeah. the characters I end up empathizing with are the ones who have to deal with the shitty person versus the shitty person
0: See, I never do I never empathize with either and here's why I think the first episode of the Punisher does this thing and I really hate it when things do this thing this is just kind of a side an aside mm-hmm. but like when when people give like like the shitty bully archetype it's just like ah, come on like it's just so fucking boring like y- like we're not gonna learn anything about these characters and they're there to just be shitty and it's it's not like I hate them because they're shitty. It's like I hate them because they're that's they're just so one note. Yeah, like, nothing's gonna they,
1: come of them doing all this shit.
0: Yeah, and especially the more you integrate that into your plot, it's just like so like it's just
2: so boring. Mm. Like, are you are you talking about the construction worker guys?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, then. They're
2: yeah. just as
0: you're saying, so okay. fucking like. Hmm. We're here to be the assholes that, and I guess it's sort of a, you know, Kojima mentioned one time that he he puts his guards, you know, in the MGS series, They're, they all wear masks to kind of dehumanize them a little bit, mm-hmm. and I feel like maybe that's why to just like, because they when characters like that they only exist to serve like the plot point of like somebody needs to be rescued or like.
1: This is your opposition?
0: Yeah, or, like, another character needs to overcome this as, like, a stepping stone. But, like, that shit's super
1: boring to me. It's so you don't get too caught up in their deal while you're trying to get from A to B.
0: Yeah, but you don't want to...
1: You don't want to spend too much time on these
0: characters that are
1: intended to be nondescript in one note, either. Yeah, you don't.
0: And that was kind of actually my problem with Dunkirk. Not in, like, a... Antagonist way, but a protagonist way. They tried to do something different and I didn't think it worked.
2: Um, mm-hmm.
1: I haven't seen the Punisher, so I don't know. Were they trying to work like an eventual element of catharsis with this? Like, is it about eventually coming back and sticking it to them?
0: So, with. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Uh, but sp- basically the whole first episode is like these guys are dicks and they're mean to this guy and so he's gonna save this guy and it's not even really spoilers because as soon as you like watch the first five minutes you see exactly where it's gonna go.
1: Yeah Well yeah, that's the thing. That's why those things can be confusing even though uh, the whole catharsis element is a kind of a logical approach. The problem is is it's it's a very direct. It's lazy. Yeah, and it can be. You've got to put a bit of work in it for it to be anything other than, okay, this is going to happen. I'm bored.
0: Yeah, and I think it's also the dehumanization thing I was just talking about, right? Especially, like, with a character who kills people, Mm -hmm. you don't want the audience to be like, oh, God, he killed them. But I I hope it touches on that, like, in in future episodes, because I've only seen the first episode, but. I was I was not impressed by that first episode. Let's mm, But somebody told me it gets better. Somebody else told me it was fine. I don't
1: know. Uh, I'll have to get to that. Uh I got school ending soon, so maybe I'll have some time. Yeah.
2: It's all there for you.
1: <laughs> all episodes. Uh, um I guess back to the subject at hand Were there any characters in here that uh, Either of you did like
0: Well I mentioned it already Uh, I think Karen the club stripper is great (laughs) I had to watch a whole anime About her Mm -hmm. Um, She was kind of the only Interesting idea for me In this
1: Uh, Uh, Yeah I I can see what you mean She's okay I was kind of interested in what was going on with the family man, personally. Because looking looking at the way him and Karen seemed to be attached at the hip for a second, I thought they were a couple. Mm. And then I turned on the sub, and he actually mentioned, oh yeah, my wife and kids.
0: Yeah, I did notice that when I turned on the subtitles, they were really playing fast and loose with that dub.
1: Yeah, they kind of, like, it's weird how they did it, too. I mean, there's a couple of instances where they just kind of, like, purposely reinterpret stuff, but there's a lot of just, like, throwing in a lot of extra dialogue that doesn't help.
0: Yeah, especially with uh, his mom, or whatever she was. She was a lot more, like, Shakespearean and kind of diabolical and tough.
1: Yeah, they make her a lot... The uh, They make that lady a lot more... Uh, seem a lot more villainous. Yeah. Whereas, uh, I think in the sub, she just comes off as having an agenda that she won't completely explain.
0: Yeah, she seemed a little detached.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I, th- I thought it was interesting when the... <laughs> when the, the... The girl... There's a girl in the dub, the, the Sailor Girl that can't really keep her accent together.
1: Oh yeah. This is a manga UK where even though they're all from the UK, they like to, I mean, I I, I guess it wouldn't really matter what kind of English you used, but um, for whatever reason, they all like to put on American accents and then like a lot of variations on the American accent (laughs) that don't (laughs) always work. Yeah. Um, I want to say, I'm trying to think of the best instance of this. A, a pretty good one is Demon City Shinjuku, where there's, like, I want to say there's at least two different kinds of southern accent going on in there.
0: See, there's, like, a scene at the beginning where she just speaks full-on, like, like, English accent. And I was like, oh, okay, that's an interesting choice. And then later on, she's speaking in, like like American English and I'm just like huh Mm -hmm. and then she slips a little bit later
1: yeah Yeah. I want to say the worst instance of it is uh, something we actually watched which was Mad Bull Mm. Uh, Perrine starts off trying to do an American accent and by like the last episode she's just proper British with a whole lot of moments of kind of slipping in between in the episode she's in (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, actually Lionel what I thought was <laughs> it was fantastic was the video you had uploaded to the drive the, um, it had subtitles on and the subtitles didn't match the dialogue so every time someone would say something the subtitles would say something completely different so I thought that was oh
1: yeah well you gotta look for that yeah, it's, otherwise it's, it's, otherwise it's, it's dub titles and they just took the dub script
0: yeah that's what we were just talking about oh,
2: I mean, it's just. I'm,
1: that was weird. Yeah, I guess seeing the difference is sometimes hilarious. Where it, it makes it abundantly clear where they took some liberties.
2: Oh yeah, because like in one, uh, this whole long uh, piece of dialogue, and then the, the subtitle will be like three letter, you know, like three words, yeah. and then it's kind of ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think. I want to say, uh, sassy guy has a point where um, I'm trying to remember what he says exactly. No, it's not him. I guess it's uh, the dragon guy that does the water. And <laughs> all. I think all he really says is, like, um, you know, come with us and see. Like, when they're saying you have to come with us and talk to our boss lady.
2: Yeah.
1: But he, he like he's like, hello, I'm blah, blah, blah. I've mastered the vagaries of water. Come with us and see. It's like, <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: were, were the actors <laughs> just bored? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, was, it's like I anytime the
1: person can be talking and like anytime you can they can get away with adding extra dialogue they did but it wasn't extra dialogue meant to uh you know explain what the fuck is going on
2: right yeah it was strange still though I'm trying to remember because I remember when I was little uh people really seemed to like this anime, and it was so popular, like, really, really popular.
1: Was it, though? Well... It it depended on who you asked, because I kind of... I had the exact opposite sort of experience with it, where it seemed mm -hmm. like I always knew at least one person who saw it, Mm -hmm. but that person always hated it. (laughs) And, like, what kind of kept me from ever really, like developing an interest in looking at it was two things. One, they would lead with the biggest spoiler, which is oh man, <laughs> it ends with this guy just getting his head cut off. This is not even a good fight. He run by and his head falls off. Yeah.
0: How and, is that even a spoiler? I just... I don't know how you could spoil anything in this. You're in for a wild fucking ride <laughs> if you well, know well, just one thing about this.
1: Well, I, that's the thing. I didn't know anything about it other than uh, it looked cool. I thought the two main characters actually had wings and like, the little bits I've seen. That was just weird artistic license. But, um... Yeah, I didn't know much of anything, so I thought, yeah, that was kind of... Not only was that a huge spoiler, this is this is me at varying ages where I'm still like, if it ain't got good fights, I don't give a fuck. So to hear one of the fights was super anticlimactic, and then, like, outside of that, everyone would lead with that, but then they'd also go in on other shit, like, oh, blah, 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 fights aren't good, blah, 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 doesn't make sense. Uh, this, that, and the... I, I don't know, I think somebody once... Just wouldn't shut up about it being super gay. Um, it wasn't even that gay at all.
2: No, it, was it
1: just, wasn't. Um, this was this was yeah. gay in the '90s sense, but them two girly <laughs> ass looking dudes. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I, I mean, what I, is I, this
0: I, person you can edit it out. Mm, one, um,
1: no, no, this is, this is this is like middle or elementary school or some shit. I this is before that. I met you guys.
2: Mm. I do remember seeing a lot of pictures with two characters standing on some very high tower with like a black yeah. wing, a white
1: wing. Yeah, one has the black yeah. wing, one is the white wing. I think that they, they're both Kamui, or one of them's Fuma, or I don't know.
2: I don't, yeah, I yeah, and they seeing, both
1: have like an orb, and, glowing orb in their hand.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I saw that.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of that. But I, I even looked on um, like AnimeList.com and. This has got like a shitty rating. It's my it, this anime really is not that great. Well, so y- the word. thing, is, is yeah. like, it, it's the byproduct of uh, uh, uh,
1: anime at that time. It was, I mean, even in Japan, this was kind of a, kind of an issue in the sense that you know it it doesn't work if you're not familiar with the subject. If you don't know what's going on coming in, you're not really going to be able to figure it out, even with all the deep reading I was trying to do and everything. It was just kind of like... Like, I just sat there... (laughs) I spent more time trying to like figure, deduce what was going on with there than actually kind of like taking in the film. Like, I was sitting there... The thing I, I, I think I obsessed with more than anything was like, okay, so... They always seem to mention the dragons of heaven in plural but mention the dragon of earth in the singular more than they do the plural so it's like is the dragon of earth an actual thing and then around the time i start thinking that there's that shot of like the big ass dragon coming out of the ground and just tearing ass
2: Mm. i'm like wait
1: is this a no no that businessman just got smashed okay so it's a it's it's an actual dragon and these people are the shields except no the people aren't actually shields it's the it's it's the locations because Tokyo Tower is also a shield and all the dragons of heaven are dead and there's supposed to be a final battle but the dragon of earth is already tearing ass and i'm i'm guessing the apocalypse isn't what happens at the end it's the fight that's going on right now in mm. which case it kinda doesn't matter what happens, we're all fucked regardless. Maybe this is just to determine what happens afterward, whether or not humans survive it or some shit. I don't know. Um, well,
2: yeah. that but that, like, that's something <laughs>
1: stuff like this, like the longer like as time goes on, like people have fond memories of it, partially because they don't have other anime to compare it to. They think, okay, maybe this is just anime. It doesn't make any sense, but it looks cool. Whereas now you have, like, full on series, full on uh, stuff that spans different mediums. And you come back to this, it's even more nonsensical. Like, younger audiences are going to hate this way more than older. Mm. Hmm. Again, it looks nice. It's pretty. It's well animated.
2: Uh. The, the, it I'd has, love it to
1: ha- see I'd love to see this in H D
0: remaster has, shit. That's what yeah. I was thinking too. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see a remaster and a sound remaster too. And right. that would have made it infinitely more watchable. <laughs> did not help that it was like Yeah. And like four eighty P and like looks like it was taken off of a VHS.
2: Yeah it <laughs> did. Uh it's- it also had that I think this was a very popular I guess look for anime characters back in the 90s at least I guess more specifically for um like the shonen stuff or whatever Maybe you thought um, Shojo.
1: Sorry, Shoujo. Are, um, are, are you talking but, about just that distinctively clamp art style at work?
2: Yeah, like the very sharp chin and the very like big, huge old, like, shoulders. Broad shoulders and eyes. eyes. I mean, yeah, it's just like it, it's very. There's like a bunch of anime I remember. Usually, yeah, in that particular genre, that just yeah had the look, and it just I could never get used to it. It just was not
1: yeah. I mean, like much. I want to say, in motion, it's a bit easier to ignore. You just kind of see all the the fine detail and the color Mm -hmm. and the shit. Like, looking at the manga, certain panels, you'll see it, and once you see it, you won't be able to unsee it. It's like, that is the, like, girliest-looking linebacker I've ever seen in my entire... Oh, my (laughs) God, that's his actual body. (laughs) Like (laughs) Their heads are like... The size of a coffee mug and their bodies are
2: like <laughs> the size of a car. Yeah, it sounds right. Oh man. It's yeah, like it's, their shoulders are eating their head. Yeah, I could never I was never a huge fan of that particular style. But uh it's
1: yeah, it's kind of yeah outside of the people who uh, draw everything else pretty good and like mm. like looking i got the got that one book in front of me right now and like it even looks good when they do the action which is one of those areas where shoujo tends to falter
2: maybe i'm you know you know i just i i want to like this for some reason because it just feels like i'm missing something yeah it, even, even after mike explained it In his own special way. (laughs) And and Lionel, you gave your take on it and everything. I feel like I'm just, like, I'm still, like, I should like this.
1: I I have a theory. I, uh. I have a theory because it actually has, like, all the elements of the kind of shit we grew up watching. Yeah, Like, it's like, okay, here's the good team, here's the evil team fighting for the fate of the Earth, and they all have unique and distinctive powers, and there's even, like, cool-ass rivalries forming between characters, crazy-ass weapons, big-ass fights, like, gratuitous-ass violence and shit. And it looks cool. It seems like it has all the elements, but it's like... It's like... Imagine, like, post-apocalyptic X-Men, but made for our mothers.
2: <laughs> That's good. Yeah. We possibly no, why, uh, why
1: would our mothers like this? Oh, I'm just, I'm, what I'm trying to get at here is that it's like, it's the kind of thing that seems like it's made for us, intentionally not made for us. Yeah, kind of like MGS two.
2: <laughs> I guess so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess the problem is, is
1: like even that can be interesting. Like, there's a, a Spider-Man book called uh, I think it's called Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane or Mary Jane Loves Spider-Man, and mm-hmm. it's basically the story of Spider-Man. With Mary Jane as the main character, it plays out like a shoujo manga slash Mm -hmm. uh, slash soap opera slash Archie comic, and the most fascinating element of it is Peter's role in it, which is to say he's almost non-existent. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Like he's literally a background character that only shows up in relation to like. I think, like, the four main characters are Mary Jane, Flash, Harry, and Liz.
0: Yeah, so, see, was, I would I would read the shit out of that. I, I,
1: mean, read, it, I read one book of it, and it was pretty good.
0: It's kind of been on my list for a while, but a lot of
1: comics have been on my list for a
0: while. Mm-hmm. I mean, just because I love those fucking characters. Like, I used to love reading, bitch. I mean, I still kind of am, like, the Peter Parker early years, up until, like, you know, all the way through college and shit.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like it'd be fun.
0: Yeah, and it's funny because a lot of the Spider-Man stuff does get kind of painful. It's just like, after a while, it's like, all right, what are we going to throw at him this week, Stan? <laughs> uh, let's bring the lizard back, and we'll make a vampire.
1: It's like, yeah, um, how are we going to torment Peter this time? Don't say it like that. Stan, that's what we're doing. How we make our money? But but it's who are like, we gonna I, kill?
0: Like I've been reading, I think like volume three or four of like the essentials, and mm-hmm. like all the villain stuff is kind of like it's like okay, like Morbius is there and the lizard and they're fighting, they're arguing who's gonna get to kill Spider Man. It's like boring, but like it's like I want to go back to like the real life shit, which is like Gwen Stacy's like in London and Peter's like. Doesn't know what to do And you know like all that shit is super interesting Mm -hmm. All all the stuff that's like Not like the big stuff that You know everyone Mm -hmm. remembers Like just his personal Life is like way more interesting than like Seeing these like the same Villains like With like all these like It's like what kind of weird plot can we do This week I don't know
1: Well The best stuff with Spider-Man was always the stuff Where it crossed over Yeah. As, um, Spider Man's big thing is that he's a very relatable, very human superhero. So, like, uh, aspects of his regular life play a much heavier role than that of, uh, Batman or Superman, who are kind of, who are basically gods living amongst men. Um, I guess it kind of crosses over in that they kind of, they kind of try and do some stuff like that here where you have all this crazy fate of the world stuff going on, but everyone's driven by very, I want to say for the most part driven by a uh, very like having have, have very personal motivations. The one exception being, uh, Fuma, AKA other Kamui who at some point, as you said, Mike just kind of loses his mind and is like, blah, 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 fate, destiny, I became a psychopath off screen and in murdering people in the most brutal ways possible. He fucked it, that military-looking dude the fuck up.
0: He seemed like uh, a nice guy
1: at the beginning. I really don't yeah. know what happened. Yeah, <laughs> it, it literally happened off screen. <laughs> he like he like disappears and like even right before he goes, he's sitting there like, "I'm the other Kamui. Who decided that? I, I, I don't I don't want it." And the next time we see him, he's like. Yeah, I'm a murder machine now.
2: Yeah.
1: What a jerk. And boy, was he a murder machine. Fucking Christ, he blew through like half the cast. And that's before he got like the power up sword for all the good it did him.
2: Yeah. Pretty much.
1: Yeah, I was kind of surprised, Mike. Um, the d- director and the person who tried to make a cohesive script out of this is a guy by the name of Rentaro,
2: mm-hmm. who
1: um, I believe he was the creative force behind uh, something we watched uh, download. Hmm. Um, that makes sense. <laughs> I guess, like, the weird spiritual elements I can kind of buy.
0: It seemed like there was a lot of people flying around and things sort of didn't make sense. thing is, it's, it's really easy to, like, for me to see, like... Like, you know, sometimes you watch something and you're like, Oh, good thing, like, this part was in here, because that, like this shit would have been unwatchable or like, could you imagine Mm -hmm. like you hear, you hear shit about projects all the time about like what went wrong as far as like movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's always just like, thank God this person came in with this idea and like fixed the whole thing. And sometimes that shit just does not get, that doesn't happen. And and things just like get shit out, like kind of half-assed or, you -hmm. know, they go with the first draft
1: yeah, or sometimes it's like the opposite route, where it's like, it was actually sort of okay beforehand, or would have worked out better beforehand, and the person they brought in to punch it up or fix it, make it worse. Yeah, that happens too. in like, script doctors. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, here we go, we made it more palatable to a mainstream audience, which is to say, we made it bland. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) But, yeah, like, I think more than anything, I just kind of found myself wondering how all the individual power sets kind of worked. That was one of the other things I was kind of occupying my brain with as this, like, went on. Um... It seems like you could divide the power sets between psychic abilities and, like, abilities based on, like, Asian mysticism. Like, a lot of people had, you know, like, there was someone with fucking water aqua. One of them was Hydro Man, that chick had pyrokinesis. One of the dudes was able to generate lightning, but then you had that guy with the weird cloth. He was, like, using the shapes to send magic at people. I don't know why he bothered with that fucking cloth when he had the capacity to punch holes through people. (laughs) Holes. Good question. He fucking impaled the family man.
0: What was Karen the
1: stripper's power? She had pyrokinesis. Okay, I don't think I saw that. Uh, She uses it twice. A tiny bit when she's giving her backstory and she uses it when the other when the water guy comes at her with a train. That's when she dies.
2: Mm.
0: yeah, I remember when she died. I thought that was a
1: cool death scene. Oh man, everybody I mean, I guess that's one thing I can give a lot of these characters is they went out like fucking champs,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, like, the, the two that go hardest in the paint are the no-name guys we see at the beginning. <laughs> they literally turn into dragons and fuck each other up. <laughs> Though I think the uh, most, like, ghastly-ass death um, might be a tie between a uh, would-be girlfriend that gets the sword pulled out of her... And that big-ass military-looking dude. (laughs) It looks like he got telekinetically torn apart from the inside out.
2: Whoa. Yeah. See, right there, there's some crazy stuff going on in this anime. Yeah. But it's just...
1: It's got all the pieces we like, but the whole is, like, seriously not equal to the sum of its parts here. Mm-hmm. I'd
2: agree with that.
1: Um, but, you know, But again, maybe the manga and the anime series are better. Um, I guess the one thing that kind of sort of saves this from me in the sense that I don't come away from it angry is amongst the many things I try to interpret on my own. My ultimate interpretation of this is that I mean, we're moving through a lot of dreamscapes throughout this, and we have two characters who have prophetic dreams that aren't set in stone. They see multiple possibilities. And the final bit being that the actual conclusion to the story was never made. Mm. Um, The manga went on hiatus, I want to say, in 2002, 2003, and Clamp never got around to finishing it, okay. so it seems kind of like any like when you do something like that, it, it feels kind of like this. Um, well, I mean, even even what I'm about to explain actually had a definitive ending, which was a series called *Common Rider Ryuki*. However, each sort of side story they did with that was a um, an alternate end. And uh, the re- there's actually a reason for that outside of just this is what they decided to do. Though um, Spoilers. Uh, Ryuki spoilers. I guess I'll, in the show notes, uh, add warnings before and after. <laughs> but I'll say it to kind of further my point, which is um, uh, in Ryuki there was a, a literal time reset ability one of the characters had. And so when you add that into account, what ultimately ends up happening is every sort of alternate telling, alternate ending, you see, is something that happened.
2: Hmm. As
1: in, things ended this way, and then the guy hit reset. Things ended that way, the guy hit reset. There's like three or four different outcomes, like one based on a movie, two that come from a special. Um, I can't remember. There's one more alternate. I don't know where it lies, but then the ending of the series is meant to be the final end, which is basically where the guy gives up completely. He, he kind of hits the reset button one last time and decides not to start the events that, you know, make up the series. Mm. Um, I initially had the feeling that X kind of played out like that, I guess due to the weird spiritual and supernatural elements. But there wasn't in there anything in there indicating that anything was really repeating, which is why I kind of came to the conclusion that what we're looking at is either a combination of potential outcomes that these seers are seeing, or just one big one. It's all a dream, effectively. Um, what was the name of the anime you were just talking about? Oh, it's not an anime. It's a live-action series, Common Rider Ryuki. Oh, okay. That sounds interesting. It's pretty good. It takes a while to get to that point, though. <laughs> no. um, it starts off... Um, actually, not even really... Um, is my niece yeah, picking it's... up? <laughs> no, I don't hear anything. Okay, good, because she's but making that's... a lot of noise outside.
0: sort of reminds me of uh, sort of the way they
1: decided to reboot Star Trek. Oh yeah, the uh, parallel world thing.
0: Yeah, but it's all still canon. And it kind of overlaps in a way. Yeah.
1: yeah, I liked. I liked that. I thought that was an elegant way to approach it. Yeah, me too. And you know, this way you can—it's as close as you can get to having it both ways, while kind of getting the benefits of both, because you can still go back and. Uh, mention utilize plot elements from the previous films, though they're all being done in a new context. Like it was kind of fun having watched I think the the two remakes and then going back and watching Wrath of Khan. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh that's where this thing comes from. Mm. Um I forgot what my what I was gonna try and say was. Um <laughs>
0: I like Into Darkness. I don't care what anybody says. I like it too, as much or maybe even more than Wrath of Khan. I'll it used improve. to be, it used to be more, but then I rewatched Wrath of Khan and I developed a better appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's now I can't remember like almost anything about it. I it think- just, yeah, there was more that I liked the second time I watched
1: it. I think I was more interested in Khan, in Wrath of Khan. Just seemed to be doing a lot more in that movie.
0: Well, I think in Wrath of Khan, my original beef was I didn't like Ricardo Montalban as Khan. I just thought he was silly.
1: Oh, no, he's he's overdue. He's hamming it up like you wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking more about the actions he's taking. Like, How should I put this? Um both cons are a threat Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess I'll have to add a spoiler warning for this too (laughs) Um, both cons are a threat but whereas um, Khan in uh, Wrath of Khan feels more like a highly capable human highly capable and highly motivated human being Khan in uh, in the darkness feels more like a humanoid force of nature Mm. not even necessarily that he feels like a bigger threat just like he he, he almost feels robotic
0: yeah I think he's a, they don't dive enough into and really it's not like they dive into it in the other ones it's like oh this is my family and
1: I'm like taking care of them yeah. it's kind
0: of there in Rathacon but not really but I feel like they don't even really mention it in into darkness
1: well, part of the thing is, with Wrath of Khan, they're all there with him. Yeah. Like, they're all working on this stuff. Whereas, I mean, I, I, I said he's robotic. Maybe I should say he feels more like a monster. hmm
0: Yeah, I I actually do really like
1: Benedict Cumberbatch's as Khan. Oh, no, he's good. I don't mean robotic or monstrous in the sense that he, he feels yeah, like poorly I, betrayed. He, he, he feels I like know. a very well-developed creature.
0: I just mean I like him a lot more than Ricardo Montalban.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm thinking more in regards to what they're doing than the performances themselves, I think.
0: Yeah. For me, it's both. Mm -hmm. I really like that he crushed Robocop's head.
1: (laughs) That was kind of neat. I like that big-ass... The Bigger Black Enterprise... (laughs)
0: He's playing you, son.
1: (laughs) Fucking RoboCop. (laughs) RoboCop. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. um, I'm sure nobody cares, but the reason why I picked this for our 99th episode is because I think the Japanese title is X... I don't know how you'd say it exactly. It's like X slash nineteen ninety
0: nine. Really, I thought it, all that just meant that it came out in nineteen ninety
1: nine. No, it actually came out in ninety six. I think the oh. story is meant to take place in ninety nine. Oh, that's funny.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I like stuff when stuff like stuff does that when they set a date. Like, actually, enjoy it more once the date is passed because I can kind of think of it as like an alternate history. Yeah, I kind of do that, too, with Blade Runner and stuff. I do that with uh, Fist of the North Star, which uh, takes place in 1990X. Mm. So it was like, at some point in the 90s, a nuke could have gone off. And we would have ended up with this Mad Max-style universe, except uh, everyone's got magical kung fu. Yeah,
0: I like 1990X, I think... uh
1: Metal Gear 2 did that and Mega Man did that. Yeah, Mega Man was like 20XX, I think. Mhm. So it can still happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh psh, yeah. Um uh, trying to think if there's anything else I want to mention. Mm. Uh I mean, I guess anything you guys want to say about this before we get to recommendations?
2: Because I've actually got a lot to recommend. I was kind of disappointed with this, maybe because it's just I had never seen it before, and for some reason I always wanted to see it. Yeah, years of anticipation, kind of. You know, I mean, I wasn't like yeah, I wasn't like dying to see it or anything, but it just was always that one anime that I never got around to watching and now that i finally see it it just feels like oh man it feels like i sh- I, I i should be enjoying this yeah <laughs> no no God. no, no. trust me stupid. joe
1: i have that feeling too which is how i came to that conclusion it's got mm-hmm. you know uh the whole's not not equal to the sum of its parts it's got all the yeah. individual elements we'd love but like it's it just I can't e- I don't even know if I want to say it doesn't come together well. It's like they were trying to do too much with too small an amount of time. this you know this is a companion piece to the anime or to the manga. This is not meant to stand alone,
0: yeah, which is crazy that they had the budget to do this kind of animation though
1: right <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, no it's 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 wonderful like again, it's a joy to look at,
0: yeah. I, I
1: mean, you know give us you know I, I want to say there's a torrent of like a 2080p version of this floating around the internet, but 2080, um, uh, 1080. Uh, uh, I, don't think, yeah, I don't think we're there yet.
0: <laughs> I could well we're at 4K. We're past that. Oh
1: well, there we go. Um, yeah,
0: I could not. It was really hard to focus on this. I just. <laughs> None of it made sense, and it was. Oh, uh, the the. I can't believe I forgot to say this almost, but it really just felt like the whole thing was up ass. It, it was up its own ass. It, it was, was just up its ass. Up, it was up its own ass with its like mythology, and like it just took itself way too seriously and did not explain anything or make any sense. I mean, they're explaining things, but it was like things that. I felt like didn't matter or just like weren't interesting or just up its own
1: ass. <laughs> yeah. Well they didn't they kind of like pepper in weird explanations of things. Like I'd have liked it better if they focused on one thing. They could have either focused on explaining the characters and just kind of played this apocalyptic shit vague or focused on the apocalypse. In the intricacies of that played the characters vague, or focused on the mystical elements, and played the other t- focus on something. But like they they pepper mm. in weird bits of character, weird bits of mysticism, yeah. weird bits of oh yeah, I got magic shit. It' not enough to really like satisfy any curiosity on any front.
0: There's nowhere to focus. Mm-hmm. It's funny because. I've been thinking a lot about how the movie industry is starting to kind of move away from movies that I really like. And kind of, they're really focusing on, like, they're trying to go back to, like, the, like, 90 hour and 20 minutes, like, three-act structure, like, straightforward story. Where it's, like, gotta have your check marks of, like, something happens at the end of each, you know, act.
1: like, like rigid like basically like yeah. what I'm reading in this screenwriting book right now.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of exciting because people find ways to work within that, but mm-hmm. I think people are... Like, that's why I'm... You know, I think it's also part of why like Blade Runner didn't do well, because it's very much not that. It's mm-hmm. very much in the spirit of the original, and it just goes where it needs to, and it flows naturally. Um, but... So when I come across something like this, it's like yeah, you're kind of shitting on that three X structure a little bit too much, but this is a case where everything is so dense that you you kinda wanna fall back on that on that sort of thing. Oh and yeah. And like kinda look at the rules, like there's too many characters to really follow and get to know. Mm-hmm. And like they don't really introduce like yeah, like, that's one thing I feel like we're very good at now in, in Hollywood, is, like, it may be kind of like the same three-act structure over and over again, but, like, at least we know who our characters are and why we should care about them. I just feel like they didn't really let me get to know any of these characters. They jump straight into, like, exposition and, like, plot points.
1: Mm-hmm. But don't even develop those plot points. Yeah, like they kind of give you the broad strokes and kind of repeat the broad strokes over and over again. Um, Yeah, yeah, like I was kind of I was a bit more interested in like the world and the supernatural elements, which we also don't really get a whole lot of explanation, a whole lot of uh, building up on. It's like, okay, why are Kamui and Fuma co- completely a- or are why are they completely OP exactly? What about them? They don't really explain it. They just when they decide to win, they win. Yeah.
0: It's cool. it's that kind of thing where it's almost like it'd be like coming up with an outline for a movie and then just filming the outline.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. It's just a series of plot points and, and this is like an outline maybe made by like multiple middle schoolers who <laughs> when the other who when the others aren't looking like force whoever's filming it to focus on the part they made.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Like one of the kids made characters, one of the kids came up with the whole magic element, and one of the kids came up with the apocalypse plot. <laughs> And they're constantly trying to, like, outdo each other or, like, force the other elements to the background, which is why you don't
2: get anywhere. Well, I mean, Lionel, let me ask you this. I mean, let's just say we came in before we had watched this.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: We had read the manga, like. Pretty much, it's like a lot of it. I mean, we just really yeah, got it. Yeah,
1: there's eighteen. I think there were eighteen volumes before it went on permanent hiatus. And then,
2: then we watched this movie. Do you think maybe that probably would have made um, more sense?
1: I can't remember or how many volumes enjoyable? were available in the states uh, when this movie came out. Even then, it probably would have made more sense. Like maybe I think there's like maybe six when this movie came out or maybe maybe less maybe it's just like how should I put this? I, I believe the handful of episodes I watched, the two or three or maybe four I don't know episodes I watched of the series before this helped. Mm, yeah because there was a little bit about how the shields work. Which is why I think it's less about the characters dying and more about the locations being destroyed.
2: That's what I kind of figured. Yeah. Like this, this really feels like something that you would watch after you have read yeah. or watched this is, or it, it a TV seemed, show.
1: Or, it, it almost seems like a compilation film. Granted, like one with a whole lot of artistic license taken. like. A lot of the compilation films are like clips from the episodes put together in a sense in a way that make them feel like a movie or like a movie made out of it, whereas they kind of will go very artistically, very artistic in recreating the stuff going on here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've we've beaten the thing to death with a hammer by now, but don't don't try and watch this by itself unless you just want to see the pretty pictures. (laughs) Yeah. Um, anything you guys got to recommend in regards to this?
2: Um, uh, I don't know. Dark City? I don't know. Um, it kind of
1: looks like it. and I still haven't seen that. Isn't Dark City, like, doesn't Dark City have a lot of people with crazy psychic powers?
2: Yeah, it's all about people with psychic powers and stuff.
1: Yeah, the setting feels similar.
2: For yeah. the that old Dreamcast game. I don't know if anyone's played it, um, called Psycho Something twenty psychic, it, I think it was like it. Psychic Force or something. Yeah, Psychic Force twenty twenty or some ridiculous year after with that guy
1: on the cover that looks like Zell from Final Fantasy Eight.
2: <laughs> yes. It was the whole it was a fighting game. You just pretty much would fly around with your psychic powers killing each other and <laughs> it was stupid. It's a like a budget fighting game on the Dreamcast. I don't think anybody would probably even know what it is, but I've seen yeah, the cover that than anything else.
0: If you want something that's slightly less hard to follow and way prettier to look at, watch Akira. I'm sure you've already seen it though. Watch it again.
1: Wow, psychic force twenty twelve. <laughs> Is that what it was called? Yeah, there's another <laughs> alternate timeline for you. <laughs> At some point, we should have all developed psychic powers. Of course. And weird anime hair. Mm. Maybe that comes with psychic powers. Um, yeah, I think I was mentioning that like anime used to be all about psychics. Uh, espers, as they like to call them. And that kind of fell off at some point in the, like, maybe the mid or late 90s. I kind of miss it. But uh, I guess that's neither here nor there. Um, let's see. Recommendations. Oh, yeah. Uh, around the time I really got into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, I was kind of looking for things to read slash watch connected to that. One of the things I got led to was uh, Fist of the North Star, which was an influence on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, specifically its first two parts. Um, X was actually a primary influence on... No, no. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure was a primary influence on X. Apparently the ladies at Clamp really liked JoJo's to the degree that, like... uh, a couple of the elements prominent in Jojo's Bizarre Adventures, one being the distinct power sets and the other being the extreme violence yeah. into the story. Of course. Um, yeah. Also, um, as weird as Jojo's is, it makes a lot more sense than this anime. But maybe not the manga. I don't know. Again, I don't want to, like, form conclusions based on this alone. Uh... Let me see. What were the other ones? Oh, yeah, apparently there was another an OVA series that may or may not be connected called uh, Tokyo Babylon. It's also by Clamp. So at the very least, the characters will have that similar art style if you happen to like
2: it. Clamp. Clamping those somethings. Clamp.
1: Yeah, that name, fucking Clamp, it's kind of like similar to fucking Gact, where it's like, how did you come up with that? Yeah. How did you come up with that, Japan? Where? Where did you think to put those words together? Like, that can't be anything but a noise to you. <laughs>
2: um...
1: Oh yeah. Uh, well, this one I got from Anime Planet. Though I have seen this, I don't remember it too well. Uh, Dark Side Blues. It yeah. looks kind of similar. It's got like a really gothy vibe to it. Um, it's not quite as pretty, but definitely feels kind of like. I want to say it feels a little bit like what the world is probably like after the events of X. <laughs> Um, I remember watching something called Twilight of the Dark Master that felt a little similar. Twilight Ooh. of the Dark Master. I don't know if that was the actual Japanese title. Um, Demon City Shinjuku? That's another one that feels like specifically the you know, eponymous Demon City feels kind of like what the world probably looks like after the events of the story. Granted, in Demon City Shinjuku, it's because the place is overrun with demons. That's cool. Um, oh, um, not quite similar in plot, but I think it's as close as you're going to get to playing an RPG in the world of X. Uh, the first, and maybe to a lesser extent, the second Shin Megami Tensei. The first in particular uh, starts before and continues after an apocalyptic event. It has a lot of uh, interesting uh, cross between uh, magic and tech. The basis for those, for the Megami Tensei stories, it began with a novel. About a guy who uses, uh, who develops a computer program that allows him to summon demons. So that's kind of why the two always cross over. Um, I want to say you'll enjoy, specifically the first Shin Megami Tensei, if you enjoyed watching X. Uh, I want to say I had more to recommend, but I can't remember. Uh, yeah I guess that's all I got um, anything oh yeah wait there was going to be some kind of joke about um, <laughs> Joe being the comedy of this podcast and me being a dragon of earth and Mike being a dragon of heaven but I think that time has passed
2: heaven and earth
1: So, uh, anything you guys want to say before. um, I don't know. Before something.
0: Eat my shit.
1: Oh, God. It started with your ass and now it's your shit. (laughs) Yeah. When people start listening to this, they're going to really dislike you. I don't care. Of course Mm -hmm. you don't
0: care. Fucking fight them in the street. (laughs) Don't don't
1: fight our audience. There you go. God damn it.
0: <laughs> they don't
1: exist.
0: It's fine.
1: And if they ever... Uh, yeah, and they won't. You're a self-fulfilling prophecy, Pangelina.
2: <laughs> I don't care.
1: Uh, Joe, you got anything to say?
2: Mm, if this was remade now, would I like it? That's a good question. They the would problem. have to fix it. Mm, would they though yeah they would they they probably would
1: I mean yeah. if it was remade now it would probably look even prettier so that would be fun
0: or worse oh
1: yeah well uh, possibly probably I, I don't fucking know watch this high or drunk Ugh. that'll be fun I don't
0: know if that would make it better well you don't do
1: either so you wouldn't know
0: I've been high before.
1: That's news to me.
0: Probably not. I can't imagine this would make any more sense.
1: It probably really would. It it won't. It'll just look prettier. I guess. It'll look trippier. Or hell, just watch this while you're really sleepy. Even that'll work.
0: It would probably just put me to
1: sleep. Okay. Jesus, you're almost as much of a downer right now as this sh- this movie was.
2: That was one thing.
1: <laughs> that's one thing I forgot to mention. Is like, boy, this this shit is just fucking depressing.
0: See, I didn't even find it depressing. I just
1: well, don't care. When you look at the elements, it's like this character is haunted by like the reality, like haunted by the possibility of his friends dying and all of these weird dreamscapes he ends up in. Always alludes to, yeah, they're gonna die.
0: Yeah, I mean, at the end, I was just like, oh, man, I guess he had a bad day.
1: <laughs> he had a bad life. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, that was one thing I was going to ask you guys. I was kind of wondering if that sort of narrative actually has a name uh, specifically what? where either the audience or the primary character is kind of like haunted by not even necessarily prophetic. Uh, dreams or whatever, but just kind of like the reality of something bad happening with uh, the ending being or, you know, the bad thing actually happening either by the end, usually by the end. I think it's a tr-
0: trope for sure yeah I mean, that's what episode three was kind of yeah i was
1: yeah i was just kind of wondering if it would if it existed beyond a trope like if there's like an if it's like an actual narrative convention because i feel like i see it a lot and i kind of worry that's the nature of my existence <laughs> <laughs> everyone
0: has that worry I'm going to die alone is a saying. Yeah, I bet you could look that up on, like, hashtags. <laughs> There's probably so many memes
1: of that. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. The opening and closing theme is Synthetic Highway. Please check out its creator, Submorphine, at signcloud.com submorphine. Preview theme, slash promo theme, is anime Raku. Please check out its creator at facebook.com slash squareon, s Q-U-A-R-I-O-N. Also check out Squareon's Flash Project, Project Stick, at Facebook.com slash Project Stick. For old episodes and new episodes as they come out, please subscribe to us on SoundCloud.com slash Radio. You can also subscribe to us on Facebook facebookcom radio, on Twitter at heylistenradio or through Android, iTunes, or Google Play. If you want to talk to the hosts individually, I'm on Twitter at we'll oldtappyconnect. Joe is on Twitter at and, returns, and Mike is on Twitter at hyper90s. down the two of them being gay for each other this is. I feel like they start I feel like that starts with B.
0: Well I mean Daniel you noticed it when they were driving.
1: Yeah, he fantasized about
0: Ryu so hard that he almost killed the both of them by running into the truck. (laughs)